shy away from the squibbler on Better Buddies. And welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, it's John. Hello. And James. Hello. Our Better Buddies icebreaker. What celebrity death seems a bit too suspicious? Well, I mean... (laughs) Um, obviously... Um... Yeah. (laughs) None of them... (laughs) John F. Kennedy. JFK is a good one. I mean, I'm going to have to go with the classic. Uh, Mr. Jeffrey Epstein obviously seems a little a little odd, to say the least. Uh, well-timed. Uh, mine is Stephen Hawking. Why? He's a brilliant phys- theoretical physicist. Brilliant scientist. Brilliant with cracking the laws of reality. I think he got too close. I think he was actually cracking reality. They see, they killed, think... they faked his death and secreted him away to a government project. Oh, I actually kind of like that theory. How did? How was he supposed to have uh, died? Uh, I'd assume complications from his disabilities. From his illness, yeah. Stephen Hawking. Let's see. Because he Stephen. had a. Did ALS? No, yeah. wait, no, he had. Did, is that what he had? Um. Well, we'll find out in a moment. Yeah, it was ALS. Yeah. Stephen Hawking uh, died of Luke Gehrig's disease. ALS. He was seventy-six. Yeah. It's a lot older than I thought he was. Especially considering they thought he'd die young. Yeah. Dang, dude. Yeah, 76. John, what was yours again? What was your celebrity? <laughs> I was going to say Jeffrey JFK? Epstein, but I thought it was too obvious, so I, <laughs> no. I went for JFK. Jeffrey Epstein is for... I'm trying to think of any celebrity deaths that I've thought are suspicious. Well, I was going to say mean, Epstein, but that was too e- easy. And then I was yeah. going to say somebody who died in like 2016, but they were all like dying of old age or disease and stuff, and that felt like poor taste. So, <laughs> yeah. JFK. Yeah, I guess one another one could you could say Kobe Bryant maybe, um, true, maybe because it's just like a because of the helicopter crash and because it happened like right before oh, the pandemic yeah. kicked off. Um, I forgot about Kobe. Yeah, in my defense, I'm not into basketball. I don't really know though of like any Alan Rickman. That's really who I was reaching for, but I could only think of Alan Tudyk. I'm like, he's not dead. Not yeah. He had well, to kill cancer, the was it not? He had to be the Lance... only Alan. Actually, you know what one that is odd is Lance Reddick is somewhat odd. Because he died of like random like a random complication or something. Lance but Reddick he's, cause of death. He, he seemed really healthy. Family attorney. Heart disease. 
Never a good sign when it's disputed by the family attorney. No. No, it is not. He's a great actor. I loved him in John Wick. He was. Yeah. Oh, so it was initially thought to have died from natural causes, but it was actually <laughs> ischemic heart. Got it. Heart disease. Um, I don't know. Whatever. Heart disease seems like a natural cause to me. Depends how natural you obtain the disease. Well said, yeah. Enter the Twilight Zone. Enter. Delivered by micro-pheromone drones. You're entering a zone. A zone where the Central Intelligence Agency developed a heart attack gun in the 1960s. <laughs> oh god, that that's reminds a, me. I, that's oh, actually what's the, true. What's <laughs> the disease? There's a fake disease. I think it's like Panama disease or something. Where it's Animal basically disease. a disease that they use, that agents used to cover up that they were partying too hard in uh, non-American countries. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. So they'd say they'd party really hard, then they'd be out of commission for like a week, and they'd be like, "Oh man, he came down with Panama disease." Hang on, I'm I'm trying to look it up to make sure I get it accurate. Um, Damn, dude, that's good. Um, damn it, it's not coming up. Never mind. <coughs> oh god, I've got one of those dry coughs for a while, and I just can't fucking shake it. Shake it. I apologize, <laughs> listeners. You need to get me a sneeze button, but use it for coughs. You're all right. Yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah, probably. Unless the next probably be okay. Suspicious <laughs> celebrity to death is going to be R.J. Mitchell. Dun dun dun. dun. Uh, maybe this will have it. I heard this word today. Yeah. That comes from the 50s. You guys ever heard this word before? Super Murgatroyd. Super heard Murgatroyd? That before? Yeah, I'm not even kidding. Super Murgatroyd means like great, like really cool. They also used radioactive to to like describe something that was like cool. Oh, sorry, it's Havana syndrome. Havana syndrome. Oh, like Cuba. Yeah. That's good. Uh, according to the podcast episode description that I first heard about, it's either a secret beam being blasted at American diplomats or a mass psychogenic illness or a complete fabrication. Uh, Dang. Yeah. A secret beam. But Havana syndrome... A cluster of idiopathic symptoms experienced mostly abroad by U.S. government officials and military personnel. Symptoms range in severity from pain and ringing in the ears to cognitive dysfunction. First reported in 2016 by U.S. and Canadian embassy staff in Havana, Cuba. Sounds like somebody somebody had quite a weekend. That's what it sounds like. Um... After the incident was made public, Cuban foreign minister accused the U.S. of lying about the incident. Uh, Cuba, the Cuban government employed 2,000 scientists and law enforcement officers who interviewed 300 neighbors of diplomats, examined two hotels, and medically examined non-diplomats who could have been exposed, as well as air and soil samples, and found nothing to link the claimed medical systems or symptoms. 
So it uh, it really does seem to be kind of bullshit. No. <laughs> Dang, dude. This is very legitimate. Duh. Oh. Yeah. So if you ever need to cover up a hangover at work, just say you have Havana syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to remember that. I'll have to put that in. Boss, I'm sick today. I've got Havana Syndrome. <laughs> Hops over to Cuba for the weekend. Or Some Havana Syndrome. If you ever need to, uh, if you ever need a fake disease, literally <laughs> just open a Dungeons and Dragons book, point at a random spell, and use that. But if they play Dungeons and Dragons, then you're fucked. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. I have polymorphism. I've got thorn whip. <laughs> I got good berry. <laughs> I've got fireball. Shockwave. As your supervisor, you're saying you need a day off because you have fireball, as in the whiskey. <laughs> you just want to go home and drink. Yeah. I've got fireball. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let me email my supervisor so I can take the day off too. Yeah. I um I went to a bowling happy hour last week for work and one of the guys I work with went as like a bottle of fireball for Halloween a few years ago and I was uh contemplating trying to buy his costume. Dude. Nice. That's pretty good. <laughs> Is it like one of those where you're like like I don't know how to describe these costumes, but you probably know what I'm talking. Like where you are the bottle, like where you're yeah. like it, like I in the little so. that loose suit. Your like head the is like costumes. Yeah, like yeah, the banana, like the banana costume with fireball. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I saw a pickle costume this past weekend. They... Just a normal pickle. It wasn't even pickle Rick. It was just a pickle costume. Did they say I'm pickle Rick? No. Did they? No, they were legitimately just a pickle. <laughs> Was it the uh, funniest you've, thing you've ever seen? Was it the funniest thing you've ever seen? No, but I will say the funniest <laughs> thing from the weekend was I'm I'm at the bar, right? Like we're I'm I'm hanging out with my friends. We're at the bar, and I go out to like the outside smoking area just to like cool off a bit, right? I was the DD, so I wasn't drinking. I was just hanging out. And I go out there with one of my friends, and we're just leaning on the railing, and Ken and Mario come out onto the railing. It's like Ken. But like the, uh, like the jean vest Ken, right? Like when he's kind of that taken over, super misogynistic Ken. Yeah, the best Ken, the best version. <laughs> I mean, yes. Shut the fuck up, guys. <laughs> um, and then just guy in a Mario costume, <clears throat> and they come out, and the guy in the Mario costume is telling Ken about a podcast episode he listened to, where the host it was like a comedy podcast, but in the back half, the hosts got super seriously talking about determinism and free will and if it's really free will if your subconscious has already made all the choices that you're going to make anyways and that it's just like electrons and it was the it was wild to be like there having this philosophical discussion happen in front of me on Halloween at a bar and then they saw they noticed me and my friend were like listening in on the conversation so we got roped into it so we're having this philosophical discussion on, again, free will at the smoking area of a bar 
while Lord Farquaad and a pickle kind of listened in and chimed in occasionally. Dude, that's like a great Halloween night. That's amazing. It gave me hope, you know? <laughs> like, we're not the yeah. only dorks out there discussing philosophical topics when we could be drinking and doing drugs. Who says you can't do, you can do all that, man. <laughs> you can do Where all you're not you doing both? Yeah. It's I was I was never, the DD. It's well, never a choice. Oh, shit, that's right, that's right. The rest of the people involved in the conversation were doing... Oh, the rest <laughs> of them were drinking. Absolutely the rest of them were drinking. Oh. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. That's a wonderful scene. I also met a Milo from Atlantis. No way. Was it a good costume? It was a Did really good? good costume. Like It was a really authentic thing, you know? Like, actually had, like, a vest and shirt. Like, it wasn't, like, a costume you buy at the store, right? He, like, he just bought the clothing he needed to be Milo from Atlantis, and oh. he had a little leather notebook with him, and he had, like, a necklace with, like, a crystal on it. Okay. He had really glasses. quick, I was... And did he have we the... Were the first... Did you say... He had glasses. Do you have the book? Do you have the Shepherd's Journal? Yeah, he had, like, a little leather no- notebook with him. Oh, uh, awesome. And Good. Me and my friend were the first people to realize he was Milo. And we're talking... Really? It's, like, 1130 at night. Like, I felt for the guy because literally at, we're like, he, he gave us a stick of gum. He thanked us and we're hanging out there. He goes back inside for a little bit. He comes back out later. And when he comes back out, me and my friend are just leaning on the railing and somebody straight up asked him, Hey, are you Brendan Fraser from the mummy? Oh, <laughs> and he's, damn. He's, he made eye contact with us <laughs> and Dude. we just shook our heads. Yeah, I felt bad for him. I, okay, so the place I was at on on Saturday was this, like, German beer hall. Okay. In in Brooklyn. Um, really, really fun. There were guys there. There was a group who literally came in all, like, several of them were, like, medieval crusader knights, like, full costume, like, the the helmet, the chainmail, yeah. the like kind of colorful vestments over the armor, swords. A couple of them were like wizards. Mm-hmm. One of them was like an elf archer girl or something. And there was a part of the night where like uh, in this hall, they cleared, everyone got up on the tables and they cleared a path down the main, like split between these two rows of tables so people could like go down and shit like that. Yeah. That was really cool. Like, you know, showing off their costumes if they wanted to. And uh, then, literally, I went out for, like, a smoke with some friends. And I turn. And this is, like, this is Brooklyn at, like, I don't know, like, 1130, midnight. Like, starting to tip into the later hours of the evening. And, like, I turn my head. And at the four-way intersection in the left corner... These guys are having like a fight in the streets. They're like, they're like, with their like swords? yeah, they're like, fucking, yeah. like, they're they're like dueling, like in the middle of the street, and the wizard is like watching. The elf girl is like filming and taking photos on her phone. These guys are like tackling each other, and it was like, <laughs> I talked, I talked to the girl, and she said that they like do this, like this is like she's part of this group, and like, okay. 
that's what they do. But I was just like watching it. I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. I got to talk to one of them for like a little while. It's like, damn, dude, that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> it was sick. Um, yeah. I love I I think Halloween is the best because it's just like. Just the excuse to like dress up and like have fun. Like, don't be like too destructive or anything yeah. like that. But it's just like, it's cool. It's like, it allows everyone to be kind of like run around and be like a kid again who, where you just get to pretend. It know? goes back to my question about like Dungeons and Dragons of like who doesn't want to play pretend with their friends? But now you get to yeah. play dress up with your friends. Right. And it's cool because for like a little bit, like it sounds weird, but I think, um, you know i like i know that there are fear like there are, obviously there are some like uh christian groups or, or people and i understand the i understand the sentiment where they're like uncomfortable with it because it's the idea of like paganism in a way it's like the what'd you say it's paganism it it is it's like the idea of like bringing back the dead basically but i almost think that's kind of cool where it's like if you wear a good enough costume like for a moment you're kind of bringing back like this i don't mean the ghost but the the spirit the yeah. sense of that person like for a moment if, if you do try like li- uh, like a, a great halloween party is like the closest you're ever gonna get to like a multiverse you know what i mean like it's no, like okay i will say i last year in november had a friend who went to a multiverse party where the theme of the party okay. was dress up as an alternate version of yourself Oh, that's actually cool. I like yeah. that. Okay. Um, that's a pretty sick idea. But yeah, you br- you bring up the, like, the Christian groups who, like, don't like Halloween, and I'm kind of like, alright, y'all don't like Halloween because it's pagan, but, like, have you looked at where a lot of your Easter and uh, Christmas traditions come from? Do you know what a Yule yeah. log is? Introspection. Yeah. In this or... economy. <laughs> in this day and age at this time and place yeah. localized within your kitchen in this part of the country introspection I think not yeah. I think not we don't reflect we just plow ahead yeah never look back darling it distracts from the now you might turn into a pile of salt if you look back you know yeah, yeah. dude so just keep moving just keep do moving. not Press don't on. look don't look no, I mean, I get it. Like, I understand some of the reasoning. It's and that's a fair point as well, where it's like, yeah, a lot of like Catholic Christian traditions, you know, come from absorbing like pagan traditions and kind of like repurposing them. Um, Literally, eggs and the bunny have nothing to do with Easter. I can I can see why, like, because Halloween is is one of those like it is it is interesting because it is sort of a uh it's one of the only ones i can really think holidays that's really celebrated in the country that isn't tied to really like a specific historical event or a religion you know like it's it's most major holidays are tied to either a part of american history or something to do with the religion the connection right like it has connections it's just that people don't realize the connection yeah and i I honestly don't think, though, like, I don't think it's a bad, like, I, I, again, I understand, like, some of the fears, and I know that there are some people who go, like, a well, little it's, it's all Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, is that... It's, it's is, the day is that, like, All Saints Day. Is that a specific, so is, is it a specifically pagan trick? Because I thought, you know, a lot, like, Halloween itself is an amalgam of, like, then, like, different 
So Halloween, possible spirit, yeah. Halloween's an amalgamation of uh, spiritual practices, actually mainly from Ireland, uh, a lot of Ireland and Germanic uh, paganistic practices, combined with the Catholic celebration of All Saints Day, um, because All Hallows Day is the celebration of those who are hallowed. Uh, the day before All Hallows Eve, the night before you celebrate. Um, because Irish Catholicism back in the day was actually pretty integrated with, uh, their beliefs in fairy and fae, uh, a lot of times they'd be parallel to each other rather than replaced by, um, so the Irish and the, I think it was a little bit Celtic overall, but mostly Irish would then carve faces into turnips and I think it was, yeah, turnips and put Mm -hmm. can and gourds and put candles inside them as like scary faces to ward away evil spirits if they had to travel between houses at night. And then that's kind of also to a degree where the trick or treating came in was if whoever knocked at your door, (laughs) you had to offer them something because you didn't want to accidentally offend a face spirit that had come to your place. Yeah. Which I, I, and in that sense, I can see why, there's something unnerving for some people about it. I still think though, like, I don't know. I like that idea. Like I like the, the, that, you know, I think it's a unique, um, well, and that was also, I think if I'm remembering correctly, that's also part of where the dressing up came from. Again, if you had to travel from like house to house or go to somewhere was dressing up as a spirit or spook or specter or something to hide who you were. So that if you did meet a traveler on the road that could be a fae creature, they couldn't, they wouldn't know who you were. They'd be looking for someone else. Yeah, because the the idea would be, yeah, that. And so, and then that's the idea of like the uh, the some of the other parts of Halloween where it's like it's where souls come back or where yep. like stuff walks around because it's the only time that it can walk around like fully as itself um, on that evening, which. Which is like that's, I don't know. I I personally don't see like anything necessarily wrong with that. I think it makes the world just a little bit more magical, and I, I I'm never opposed to really something um, like that. So I I, I do like it <clears throat> quite a bit. Uh, again, I it, like if you don't want to celebrate it or you want to voice like your discomfort with it, I think that's completely fine but um i'm not gonna tell you you have to celebrate it but yeah if you're gonna argue with me about it being a bad holiday you best you if you come at the king you best not miss yeah (laughs) very true your aim your aim better be true (laughs) you better you better have that silver bullet son because that's the only one that's gonna work fucking werewolf on halloween (laughs) yeah you're gonna need something real and that's usually the issue i think with a lot of like sometimes religious arguments is it's usually like it's one of the things that makes like sometimes very highly religious people very like difficult to deal with where it's like well because sometimes a lot of the arguments just boil down to like well god said so it's like well okay you're gonna need to you're gonna need to demonstrate like there are some things where it's like okay i understand what you're saying and i can i can accept that but like with some of this stuff like if you're going to start affecting like to a degree policies, it's you're going to need it's one thing to follow yeah. God's word and law because it is yeah. the right thing to do. 
yeah as god has laid down morals and ethics it's another to go to and on all arguments to just boil down well god said so well god only said a certain amount yeah and anything he didn't speak on you really don't have a lot of legroom if you're going to rely on the god said so argument yeah exactly you're gonna need to like there are some very specific things that he talks about and a, a lot of the other stuff though is sort of um you know it's been sort of like charted out from there so you're gonna need to kind of demonstrate it but yeah Eddie, anyway it was fun it was it was it i always feel like holidays are like so so much of a crapshoot because they're like they're fun but they're also i think every holiday is always just it's like a little disappointing in some way or another because it's like sometimes the anticipation is better than the actual yeah. thing you know like like uh, one of my favorite holidays is actually christmas eve not christmas day really? like there's something i that i think like w one of the best moments of my entire year is falling asleep like right before i fall asleep on christmas eve it's just so it, there's it's the sense of like hope and kind of magic and like yeah it, you I know something special is coming but i really do enjoy that I, I have a very warm feeling when i fall asleep on christmas eve because i usually have like one of the last things i've done the last few years is send off like merry christmas messages to people oh that's so sweet yeah that's yeah it's like it's like one of the last vestiges i have of really feeling like kind of a kid honestly um and uh yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really, I really enjoy that that time and uh, and. Uh, John, what's your favorite holiday? Yeah, what is your favorite holiday, John? Uh, um, I'm actually not sure. I'm not a big holiday person. New Do you have one? Fun. Oh, yeah, but New Year's is pretty good. Turn in the page. Yeah. Even though, you know, it's just kind of an arbitrary day. It is uh, cool to have that point in time where it's like, okay, I can leave certain things behind and bring new ones into the next year. Well, I, you say it's an arbitrary day, but I think it makes it all that much more important of we have no other... Like, yes, there's a historical factors factoring into why that's the day we consider to be in a new year, but, like, to just decide here's our reset point. Like, like you said, you can leave things behind. That was the old year. We have gotten through, we're going to all as a group, like we all celebrate birthdays, right? It's like, Oh, I made it another, another year around the sun. But mm -hmm. the new years is everybody celebrating together of like, Hey, we did it. We made it. Let's, yeah. let's make it another great year. Yeah, it's kind of like everybody's birthday, almost a little bit. It's, it's sort of the like planet's a, America's birthday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is ready for America to be 2,024 years old this year? Boy, I am! <laughs> yeah, dude. Greatest country on Earth. Been going for two millennia strong, baby. You better not doubt. You better not step. You better, you better not, not doubt. Go. You better not cry. You, you better not cry. You better not cry. <laughs> All drop is coming for you. <laughs> All the good boys and girls will leave out bowls of glitter for the New Year's Eve ball. 
Yeah. <laughs> because if you don't, it'll crush you. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite holiday is the one where the giant orb in the sky threatens to crash down on us all unless we appease it with glitter. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite terrifying holiday where we have to appease an ancient deity? As a more traditionalist Christian, I, I would be against this holiday if if the Bible didn't make explicit mention of the giant glittering ball in the sky that would kill us if we didn't appease it. It's biblically accurate New Year's Eve ball. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> the biblically a biblically accurate New Year's Eve ball. You think those are That's mirrors? all we're asking. Oh no, no, my friend, those are eyes reflecting your soul back at you. Yeah. Every piece of glitter is an eye, babe. These all I'm personally ball. a Krampus fan. Where, uh, <laughs> if we don't leave out the Krampus cookies, he will come and crample us. <laughs> cramp all over the Krampus, place. Krampus's famous, famous <laughs> catchphrase. I'm gonna crample you. I'll crample you again. <laughs> Look out, you'll get crampled. <laughs> now, children, you must remember to do the dishes tonight. Otherwise, the Krampus will come and crample you in your sleep. <laughs> oh my god. Honey, Did the Squibbler make last week's episode? Or two weeks no, ago's he episode? didn't. Okay. I feel like we come up with a Squibbler every time. The Squibbler. <laughs> the Squibbler didn't even make the recording. Wait, he didn't make the recording? No, we were done recording when we started Squibbling. <laughs> Are you serious, dude? Dead I thought ass. that was part of the episode. No. Oh my god. I literally had finished recording, saved everything, was starting to move it over, but we were still talking. Like it was it was so far after, right? Like there was no hope. Dude, I completely forgot. I I like totally forgot that whole thing took place after we stopped recording. So for context Damn. for listeners, la- two weeks ago with James and John, we recorded the whole episode and we were a little punch drunk. Not actually mm-hmm. drunk, just like tired and loopy. Drunk on and friendship. Drunk on friendship. <laughs> and after we finished recording, I hit stop recording on OBS, closed the window, but we kept talking, and we've created the world's newest superhero villain, the Squibbler. Mm-hmm. The Squibbler. He's going to squibble you. Oh, squibble ya. Oh, squibble ya. My favorite holiday is Squibblemas. <laughs> want to explain what that is, John? Do you want to give I, us? Do you want to give our audience a little clue? As uh, to what that might involve? I, feel, I, I, I need to put I in context not. that the Squibbler <laughs> yeah. is functionally a British Batman who goes around and squibbles people, which John yeah. is going to have to explain what it means to be squibbled. I uh, refuse. And his, that could be left as that exercise for the listener. His Jarvis <laughs> is a a Bayou man from Louisiana who has no idea what it means to squibble. <laughs> I, I forgot about that part. <laughs> I forgot about that part too. And uh, now, now you got it, sir. Well, do you I, want? I'll, do you want some? Do you want me to make some gumbo for you? There we go. I'm too, I'm too busy, Mister Squibbler, sir. I'll, I can make some gumbo for you if you I'll like. Once you get have, back from squibbling people, I don't have time. I'll just squibble gumbo. up a gumbo for you. I gotta squibble the prime minister. <laughs> All right, Mister Squibbler, sir. While you do that, I'm gonna I'm gonna squibble your car. Oh, it's time to squibble the entire royal family. I still don't know what squibble means. Am I using that right? Oh, you know what's a fucking mysterious celebrity death? 
fucking Princess Diana. That's a fucking, <laughs> that's a fucking mysterious one right there. I don't think it's a that's mystery, James. Suspicious as fuck, dude. Hey, John, what's the scribbler do? Fuck. What a lovely night for a drive, this being the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, what a lovely night for a drive, this being, of course, the night of June 17th, 1994. Wouldn't you say, Princess Diana? <laughs> John, James, John's refusing to answer the question, so you need to tell the world what a squibbler squibbles. Squibbling means you rip somebody's dick off. So that's what the <laughs> squibbler does. He rips people's dicks off. That's his vigilante justice. Oh he doesn't cut this entire section. Nope. He doesn't kill people, though. So no, no, no. I think the squibbler's main motivation is to avenge the death of Princess Diana. I want to make that canon. Okay. <laughs> he's gonna. He's finding. He's finding. He's he's his sole mission is to find who killed. Princess Diana. He's gonna squibble them. I'm now, squibble now you them have a good night good. squibbling, people, sir. I'm just gonna squibble up some gumbo for when you get back. I intend to. Yeah, he he waits for the day where he can eat that gumbo in good conscience. Are, are you taking Squibble Lad with you tonight? There's no squibble lad. There's no squibble lad. Squibbler lurks alone, works alone. Squibbler lurks alone. He works alone. He does not have a boy with him helping him squibble Archie. <laughs> Hang on. He works alone and lurks alone, but he's got yeah. the gumbo man. Yeah, he's got the gumbo man, but he does not have a boy that he's dressing up teaching how to squibble. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> That's not going to happen, uh, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> what? We can't include that. Oh, we are. Oh, we are. Oh, no. The squibbler's <laughs> biggest rival is the doctor that puts everybody's dicks back on. <laughs> the squibbler goes to try... Oh, wait, the queen is dead. It's fine. He can squibble the whole royal family now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh my god, the dick stitcher. <laughs> sir, sir, I am mm. just a doctor. I'm I'm just a surgeon, sir. I, I I just work at this hospital. My name is Jonathan Greenfield. I'm actually London's most respected uh plastic surgeon. I'd have to ask you, are you the one you're the one who's responsible for sir, ripping are you off? The one who's been ripping people's dicks off? You've been ripping people's dicks off? I don't. It's it's called scribbling. I scribble people. I only scribble them who deserve it. Uh, well, sir, that's that's not a medically accurate term. It's looking mighty like you deserve it. Uh, what? I'm, I'm, Diana? I'm sorry, what sir. Are you, you done with her? To rip my dick off? I sir, I don't know any Dianas. That's a fucking lie. I know a Diane. My sister lives in Detroit. Uh, yeah, he's he's American. He's like immigrated. He's not even British. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Uh, damn, Our dude. next segment is Better Buddies uh, Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. <laughs> Who would like to start? I I would like to recommend the radio drama featuring the Squibbler that we're going to put together as a download goal. Yes, yes. Uh, if how we many downloads? Get, I, I, dude, I say 50, if we get 15,000. No, fuck that. Yeah, it needs to be a pretty high bar. Yeah. No. I don't want to make this. Thing. No, I want to make this. Every single say, person who's ever been a guest on the show will have a part. 
yeah, dude, then it's got to be at least 15,000. That is that is a pretty to, no, so we no. can make it high quality. It's not James. <laughs> this is the squibbler. It's what? not going to be high quality no matter how we try. Yeah. Also, yeah, I really want to be able to do this. It's the squibbler. And we've already we... said that of a thousand downloads on a single episode, I will sit in a porta potty for 8 hours. Oh dang, that's right. And uh. Making the Squibbler audio drama is a lot more doable. How about 5,000? Yeah, alright, I can compromise to that. 5,000. If we get, wait, 5,000 total downloads or in a single episode? 5,000 in a single episode. Okay. Because we're already at 3,000 total plus total downloads, so. 5,000 on a single episode, I say. 5,000 downloads on one episode. We will make a Squibbler audio drama miniseries. We will. We will. I think there's a market here for shitpost radio dramas i couldn't agree more dude every single time now i know this is such a tangent every single time i think this has like nothing to do with what we're talking about it kind of is but like careful with the whole batman thing every single time i think of like batman now i think of like the uh the the robert pattinson batman where he's like all edgy and shit like that and I shit you not, I burst out laughing. I think I've said this before, but I just, it's so funny. I have to say it again. Uh, I burst out laughing one of the first times I saw the movie because, like, the scene where he's, like, he's, like, fucking in his, like, cave hunched over with his, like, eyeliner on, like, at his computer with, like, 18 monitors, like, he's all, you know, like, so hard. tapping in. And, and it's, like, there's, like, a really edgy, like, song playing. I was laughing because all I could imagine was him just like shit posting on like 4chan or something like that. He's on like eight different forums at once. With the back computer, I could post to multiple forums at once. He's like, Lucius, I just figured out how to be racist in eight different places on the internet. <laughs> Holy shit. Lucius, have you heard of R slash incels? It's great. <laughs> they talk about exactly what I, all the thoughts I've had in my head for years. They post about. No, they don't. Yeah. Batman has loving parents. Batman has dead loving parents. parents. <laughs> yeah, RJ, come on. Uh, and an Edge Lord Batman is too fucking good. He's not. Oh, he's it's he, out there somewhere. It's, it's, I mean, it's kind of Robert Pattinson, but it's like, yeah, it's almost there. I mean, Edgelord Batman is what a lot of people think people want out of Batman. Personally, I'm a fan of Dad Bat. No. Bat Dad. I like Bat Dad Batman. Like the Batman who's older, who's like raising the Bat family, basically. Yeah. I've said it before and I've recommended it before, so I'm not going to (laughs) recommend it again. But on Webtoons, DC puts out the uh, Bat Family Adventures. And it is oh, literally shit. premier Bat Dad. It's Isn't really, uh, oh, no, sorry, it's Batman the Wayne Family Adventures. I mean, they they they've made Batman like edgy over the years here and there. Like uh, the one Batman cartoon, not the um, not the first one, but the one that takes place in the future. Is so, like Batman, Batman Beyond? Beyond. That's it. Yeah. Which was that a great kind of like a spinoff in terms of like. We're gonna do a, th- it, it, the it, it's like poetry. It rhymes. It's 
the same thing you knew, but it's new and different. So it's not exactly the same. So we can kind of do different things with it, but you still recognize it for what you love right up until the current comics run where they started using the BOI version of boy for cat boys that are like descendant, like look up to Selena Kyle. And it, I just, I get weird vibes about that one. Yeah. 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 I don't know if they know how to use that correctly. I, I, I'm. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm more afraid that they do know or that they don't. It's worse if they do know, I think. Um, but anyone have anything to recommend? I guess I do actually have a recommendation since we're talking about the superhero stuff. Uh, yesterday, yeah, I watched the Hellboy with Ron Perlman. Oh, the first one. Yeah. Oh shit! How was it? It was okay. Um, it was. It was one of those movies for me that was, like, weirdly paced in that I paused the movie to, like, go change laundry over. And when I paused it, it was an hour in, and I was like, wait a minute. We're already a goddamn hour into this thing? And it's only a two-hour movie? Like, we're halfway through this? And this is all that's happened? But on the other hand, it was like, holy shit. They made an hour pass by like that, and functionally nothing has happened? Um... But overall, it was a good film, good story. Uh, I think really good uh, applause for the effects. Those movie effects have held up for, I'd say, the good majority. I'd say 80 80 to 90% of the effects held up. Yeah, because they use a lot of practical kind of, don't they? Well, they have, like, good costumes in that, for sure. They have really good costumes, really good practical effects. There's only a few things that really aren't, but even then, the CGI is, like, basically on par with anything we'd see in a lower, high, to mid-tier film, so. And then Ron Perlman was pretty good overall as Hellboy. Um, uh, the, who's the actor from, uh, he, he's the director of the FBI in the movie, but also is the head of the family in uh, Arrested Development. Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, Jeffrey Tambor. He was pretty good in it. <clears throat> um, yeah, overall, just a just a fun film. Good good Sunday night watch. I've, I've only seen the second one, but I know the first one is supposed to be pretty decent. And it's Guillermo del Toro, so it's, it's yeah. going to be like a really... It's a really good one. Or Guillermo del Toro. That's cool. Yeah. I want to watch the second one now. And I, I want to watch the um, David Harbour one now. Because when it came out, everybody was like, oh, this isn't good. It's not It's not Ron Perlman. But yeah. having watched the Ron Perlman one now, I'm kind of like, <clears throat> how, how bad do you have to be to be worse than this? Because, again, that makes it sound like <laughs> I thought it was bad. It was good, but it wasn't like... Hellboy as a character as presented in the film is not the most like complex character. Yeah, it's like, it's he the, really does the just need to stand there, be large and be grumpy. Like the movies are very they're very pulpy. They're very sort of like simple, like Yeah. Yeah. Like he stands there and is grumpy at everyone except the girl he's into. Like I don't Yeah. He's sort of a I grumpy can totally see David Harbour pulling that off, considering his role in Stranger Things. Like, he's sort of like a like a grumpy hunchback of Notre Dame. 
Like he's like, it's the classic, like I'm a, or like the, he's kind of like the thing, I guess a little bit, you know, yeah, right. Cause he's so. like kind of a, a monster and no one understands him. And a yeah. monster that a lot of people make assumptions about because of his looks, but he does a lot of like saving things and somehow also seems to not realize how much people do like him. Yeah. Like he assumes everybody hates him. But yeah, that's my recommendation. What do we got? I I uh, will recommend uh, the series. Oh man, I just had two come in. Uh, okay, okay. I was doing some rewatching. Uh, now I now I have two that I can go through. But I'll do this one this week because I really like this one. I like both of them, but I love this one. Um, I would recommend if you have not seen these or if you have not seen these in a while, go back and rewatch the Team Fortress 2 Meet the Team videos. Mm-hmm. For anyone who doesn't know what these are, there's like a video game that came out back in the mid to late-ish 2000s called Team Fortress 2. And the premise is pretty simple. It's two teams you play, fighting uh, over a fortress. Two teams fighting over a fortress. Usually the goal is to deliver a bomb or steal a briefcase. It's essentially like capture the flag. And the teams are um, comprised of different, uh, of the same classes. Uh, There's a red team and a blue team. And the classes are like uh, a sniper, a heavy, uh, a spy, scout, scout, and pirate. Engineer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's kind of unique because it's uh you know it's a first person shooter it's um but it's done again in this sort of it's by uh, Valve so the people who made Portal and it's done yeah. in kind of a cartoony style um so uh, uh it's it's almost the it almost kind of looks like the animation style honestly reminds me a little bit of like the iron giant or like a movie sort of like that. Um, but the 3d it's, it's, but 3d. Uh, I think it's the art stylings, like the size of people's chins and stuff. It is. And their hands kind of look that way. They've got these like cartoony proportions that still look realistic for the world that they're in. Um, but it's really fun because the characters are all very unique and they had this like series of videos that they introduced uh, each of the characters in. So each one is is sort of made based around the, the character's personality and their class and all that. Because each of these classes is like uh, a specific person. So the scout is this like guy from Brooklyn with, who's very like boisterous and kind of like wiry. He's got a baseball bat and he's very sort of like in your face. He's like a beastie boy almost. Um and, you know, the medic is this, like, German doctor who doesn't really know what he's doing, um, but manages to sort of, like, help his team pull through. Um, he's, uh, uh, I would say, hang on, he's not a doctor that doesn't know what he's doing. He's Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah, that's a better way to put it. He's sort of, he almost has too much fun doing what he's doing, and he, he tends to sort of, like, overdo it. Um, you know, the sniper is this kind of, like, beleaguered Australian. The spy is this this uh, uptight french guy and so and on the pyro so is insane the pyro is crazy the demo man is uh is this like black scotsman this, uh, black scotsman and uh it, it's a wonderful cast of characters and they introduced them through these various videos that became notable not just for their humor and their style but also because they're animated in the same engine as the the game so basically like 
the people who made it, like who made Valve, made a way where you could go into the game itself and basically stage these characters. And, and they not only built a game engine, but like an animation engine as well. And it's really, really cool. It's, it's a wonderful tool to like give to uh, the internet and people took it and they ran with it. But I really suggest this because I, I felt, I found these videos when I was in like high school. Did you ever read the I comics? I love them. I actually did. I, I have I, somewhere in my house, I have a Valve, like, comics uh, compendium. Not a full volume, yeah. but I have, like, a Saxon Hale one, a couple Portal ones, a bunch of Team Fortress 2 uh, comics are in there. Yeah. Yeah, I love that shit. I, 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 there was a wild a... amount of, like, background and lore oh, only yeah. for the second game. Because the first game, from what I've seen, is nothing artistically like the first, the second one. No, it's not. I think the fir- well, the first game I want to say was actually very. It was like done very realistically. It was like a yeah. war game almost, and they were going to do the same thing with that. Uh, with team that you know, they're going to try and make Team Fortress Two realistic, but then there was something with how they were designing it, or they thought just like the way that the fights played out, it was too. It was cartoony. It was like it was weird to try and mix like this very serious stuff with something that was inherently somewhat silly. So they just kind of went the other route with it. Um, and I never really played the game much, honestly, but I did fall in love with the story and the characters of the world. And I think, like, Valve ended up producing, like, some of the best games of the past 20 years, mainly just because of the, like, their whole aesthetic, their worlds, like, their their the broad reach that it ended up having. And then the tools that they gave people to tell their own stories is just almost unparalleled. Uh, very few developers ever really do something like that as, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. So I, I would suggest watching those cause they're just really, really fun. And they made, they made a bunch of them. Um, and they made a couple other short films, basically. They're really fun to watch too. So check out like team fortress Two, meet the team. See what you think of it. Uh, I think a good one to start out with is either uh, Meet the Heavy or Meet the Scout. Those are kind of the two the two classics, uh, do, and then the rest are very good. I don't remember if it's an animation that Valve specifically put out or <laughs> if it's one that somebody made using the engine. But one of the favorite one of my favorite videos is for, about Team Fortress Two. Somebody did a video where they learned their teleporters are giving them cancer. Yeah, and yeah. They three days later, they're like, "Oh, it turns out it only causes these tumor things in bread. We're all fine." Hey, uh, soldier, what have you been doing? I have done nothing but teleport bread for the last three days. Yeah, and then something happens because of it. That <clears throat> that is one that uh, that Valve themselves made. Okay. Um, that uh, that is a very that's a very fun one to watch. It's about fifteen minutes long though, so it's. It's a little long uh, if you want to start out with it, but yeah, I would say go for it. Team Fortress, look up the Team Fortress Two stuff. I don't think you'll regret it. Most of them are pretty short, like a minute or two, maybe maybe three. John, what do you got? Uh, for mine, I watched Kung Fu Panda for the first time in my life yesterday. Really? Oh my god! Really? Yeah, it was free on YouTube, so I Fair. figured why not. Um, movie's good. Yeah. 
It's a good what movie. did you uh any any standout parts anything that surprised you anything you thought could have been better i guess <laughs> um i was kind of half watching it so i didn't really have a critical lens mm-hmm. going through it the music was a lot better than i um thought it would be i didn't realize it was like a han zimmer movie oh i didn't know it was han zimmer i think that's right mm-hmm. um now I need to Google that. One moment. <laughs> um, yeah, this looks awesome. Uh, spoiler Hans alert. Zimmer and John Powell. Yep. Neat. I was about to say, spoiler alert for Kung Fu Panda, but it's come out long enough. I It's on you. 2008. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so yeah, God I think this is the Obama administration. Clear. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Way to go! I did appreciate the like res- the scroll that at the end when they finally open it and it's like, hmm, it's nothing, and the like, do it all how it's all about like your point of view. Yeah, that was yeah. Cool. I like that too. It's just me, or it's me. I guess not just me. It just me. is counter to the point that the movie was making. Uh, counter counterpoint the way you stated it is perfectly of it's just me versus it's me yeah right yeah that uh, that's what they're going for it's either it's nothing it's just me or it's me <laughs> it's me <laughs> no it has a i think that movie actually does have a really great uh a little message and that was one that's uh DreamWorks had like a little run for between that movie and How to Train a Dragon where they they started to tell kind of like uh, a little more mythic stories that had a, a good mix of humor and and kind of like meaning in them. It that was I thought were really wonderful. Fantastic. In I, I think it was in the first Kung Fu Panda, but I've, I've seen it more as meme image than actually movie. So maybe I'm wrong. But when the tiger is talking to him and he's talking about his dad and she's like, your dad, the crane, or the duck, <laughs> sorry, your dad, the duck. And he just yeah. nods and she's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. think that's in the first one. That's in the, that's in the second one. I'm okay. pretty sure. Yeah. This, I, John, I would say, I think you should watch the second one. That one is actually regard. That one was, I think either directed by or like executive produced by, Guillermo del Toro and it's regarded as actually like a fantastic sequel like one of the rare instances where uh, it's just like really beautifully told and like there's some great action sequences the villain is played by Gary Oldman and it's awesome He, he for no reason at all he he really has some fun with the character and it is no reason at all it's Gary Oldman so palpable I know, but it's like, you know, it's a kids movie and sometimes like... And it's Gary like, Oldman. I know, but you don't always have to try, but I guess Gary... Gary I mean, Oldman he is does. like one of the best. Yeah, you're, fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, I mean, uh, really, really fun to watch. Uh, the first one, though, is like... Um, I do love the... Uh, what did you think of the opening animation? I thought it was the, very cool. Yeah. Nice little parable about the Panda Warrior. Yeah. 
that reveal was great. I love the little uh, the little connection that that has at the very end, where he's become the dragon. <laughs> well, yeah, he's become the you know what because he's he's uh, after he kind of beats Tai Long, he's like walking in the cloud of dust, and it looks like for a moment he he becomes the silhouette of like that warrior, you know, with the hat and like the flowing cloak, and then you see it's just the the noodle pan like on his head and the uh the apron like flapping the wind and it's again it's a beautiful little visual metaphor of how he is even just with the regular items artifacts of his daily life he's he is that what oh he's God, always wanted so to be zen. sorry right? I, over the summer i was reading some stuff on zen and i did not realize how connected that is of zen and the warrior's mind and how you should be focused on the present and one with your body in any task you do so that a true warrior uh, is comfortable both in combat and with a menial task because he is one with his body and the muscle movements and focused on the here and now. And so will do anything to perfection. Then translate over that to Kung Fu Panda where it's, he's doing all the war, like he's, he's just as comfortable with the warrior as he is with the cooking. Oh Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. I only just realized I had that revelation, so. Yeah, and then the reason why, like, Shifu decides to train him through food is because, like, mm -hmm. that's the way to get his body and mind to kind of, like, unite. Damn. Did, did you have anything, John, you thought the movie could, like, improve on? Or, or like, did you even have, a like, a part or two that really stood out to you? It's like, oh, man, this is actually, like, kind of cool. Um, yeah, not really anything to improve on. I thought it was really funny how he was, like, basically just untouched by Tai Lung. <laughs> like, the scariest guy in the world, and he could barely land a blow on this panda. Yeah, he doesn't get hurt. <laughs> That's good. But, yeah, I mean, lots of cool scenes with Tai Lung, too. Like, his escape from the prison was awesome. Yeah. His the mm -hmm. fight on the bridge with the other um, other students was really good. Mantis holding up a whole rope bridge by himself. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do love the uh, what is it? I, I do love the that fact, right? That the um, it's the the one single feather from the duck that uh, the messenger that Shifu sends to make sure you know everything's all right. Um, oh yeah. That is the whole reason that he gets out. I was like, oh, it's obvious, but it's like, oh, that's good. Uguay's words ring true. Uguay's words ring find true. their destiny whilst trying to avoid it. Yeah. yeah. Which, that just goes back to the Greeks. How so? Oedipus. <laughs> Very... <laughs> Damn. Whipping out that classical knowledge. Does he try to avoid... Yeah, oh, he Oedipus does, whole, doesn't he? So Oedipus, it's not necessarily Oedipus himself, but the Oedipus's creation, uh, his parents, they were prophesied by the Oracle of like, hey, your son is going to kill you and take over your kingdom. And so the king ditches Oedipus on the road, hoping he'll die. He gets taken in by a farmer. And uh, the king ends up being struck blind. Oedipus eventually helps him. And the king is like, ah, oh, in exchange, I, I give you my... like." My my kingdom and my wife. Uh, I'm I'm totally bungling this, but point mm. is, 
in trying to avoid being killed, the king ends up slain by Oedipus, as Oedipus then goes and, as the rightful uh, inheritor of killing him, claims the crown and queen, which turns out to be his own mother. Yeah, I thought a, a big factor of the story was that Oedipus didn't realize what he was doing. Correct. It's okay. the, it's the parents just, that avoid their destiny. Was he super young? Yeah, he was a, ditched as like a baby. Oh, okay, okay. That makes more sense then. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, good movie. Um, free on YouTube if you have premium. So go oh, check her out. Number two is also free, so I guess I will watch that at your suggestion when I have time. There's a uh, there's a ripperoni for y'all. YouTube is detecting ad blockers now. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't really use ad blockers on YouTube, no, I don't so either, I guess but... it it doesn't really affect me. But it's shit. I mean, I guess it's shitty. Fucking directly give me my money. So companies fucking. I can't have scraping every dime. <laughs> Yeah, they're well. They're just trying to stay afloat. I'm sure. I, I'm. Oh fuck! It's interesting that. though. YouTube is owned by Google. Yeah, but they got to be profitable. YouTube yeah. or Google sunsets things left and right. <laughs> well, there's no way. Video. I mean, there's no way they'll see. Yeah, yeah, that'll be the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have a daily motion. How will we all go over there? Um, no, dude. Like, I. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, sure, like, I get it. I do. But I, I do. I am interested, I guess. I wonder how YouTube has been affected by streaming services. It can't, like, people still watch, like, quite a bit Honestly, of YouTube. Honestly, I've gone I feel back like to YouTube. Like, so have I in certain Netflix cases. When Netflix cracked down on password sharing and I couldn't get in anymore, it was more of a hassle for me to, like, t- mess- text my parents and be like, hey... I'm going to try to log into Netflix. Can you send me the code when it hits your email? I would, instead, I was just like, all right, fuck this. I'm going to go watch YouTube. Yeah, it's just funny how, like, these people... I mean, what what did they fucking think was going to happen? Like, they reeled people into streaming with the promise of, like... Of essentially, no like, the... And everything in one place. Yeah, that was the whole... That was the whole idea, and then they just turn it into cable and then they're like why is piracy up like worse than ever and it's like because you literally you made it taught an entire you taught an entire cohort of people how to use the internet so that they could access your fucking your fucking <laughs> services and then you put them put ads on them what you like what the hell did you think was gonna happen that were highly desirable and made it easier than ever to steal your content yeah, you put everything on the internet. Like, what did you think was going to happen? There's like it used. It used to be you literally need to hook a special device up to your TV if you were going to pirate shit. Like, you had to rip shit off of DVDs. And now that everything's online, it's like I don't know. I, I mean, you I guess their goal just was just to, to capture as many people as possible. Yeah, it's not. That's all it takes. It's not hard at all. Like, I there are there are. There have to be hundreds of sites now that just like have all that stuff online for free, like in yeah. good quality with little to no downside, you know, like hell, uh, I'm pretty sure that's how I watched uh, Young Frankenstein. I watch most of my shit. I don't I, I do not use like a streaming. I don't use streaming services because it's like I can just 
I literally have like a site. I have a couple sites I can go to where it's like I have everything, everything I need. And I, f- I feel no like. I feel no remorse. Dude, I want no like I go. So for instance, like I watch a lot of Simpsons. Like yeah. I got into them earlier this year and I've just like I've been going back to the show the first 10 seasons at least over and over again. Like I thought initially I just watched them all through once. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. And then I just found myself like I keep going back to it. Like I can't fucking get enough. And like I watched a couple of the shorts that the Simpsons did for Disney on Disney Plus. And I if I I felt no remorse before and now I'm like now I'm like I need to like tell everyone to watch The Simpsons here because what they fucking did made that show do to promote fucking Disney property is it makes me like want to throw up it's like making a mcdonald's ad with the mona lisa it's just like it's just it's fucking nasty uh, are you saying like, it'd these... be as bad as the van gogh pokemon collaboration did that happen yes it was in the news van for scalping a big pokemon fan uh, i think he did he did write about that right actually i think in his they letters, did a special pikachu card friends. that was with a van gogh art style well and because okay, of scalpers, that's... they fucking like it basically ruined the experience. That's oh, yeah, of like I, I feel like that to me is a little bit different. Like that is like it's sort of like uh it it like it's more like, oh, isn't it cool that we're doing like uh Pokemon in an artist's yeah. style? You know what I mean? Where it's yeah, like no, I, I was I was being facetious. Yeah, yeah. This was literally like like the, one of the shorts was literally all a bunch of Disney characters going to Moe's bar and Homer wanting to get in and he gets in and then Lisa comes in and sings a song about like how great it is to have Disney Plus and then the episode ends and it's just like what? It's like what the fuck? Who is the fucking like it's a four or five minute animated short. It's like who the it's an who's the fucking audience? Who's the audience for this? Like it, it's, wh- it's to parents like, who have children, so that the parents can go, <laughs> ah, yes, Disney Plus. That's what I was missing as a adult Simpsons lover who has children. It's fucking, it is, it is. I want to use words that I can't use on this podcast. Like we're it tagged is, explicit it, on iTunes. You let her write. You no 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 you would you would not be okay with me using these words. I oh like, so I they're slurs. Like, Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so i it is it is one of the most here how about this nope. maybe maybe uh-uh can i can no i say way. soft brr nope. can i say nope. no i can't okay uh-uh. okay don't do it <laughs> it's <laughs> it's 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 just one of the most like it's literally like a corporate like it you can tell that it's just some can i say mongoloids is that not okay yeah i guess is, is that bad mongols no okay it's 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 just one of the most like corporate brains like well they like this and they like this and we'll just fucking smash it together and they'll you know they'll eat that fucking shit they'll fucking slurp that up you know who cares i sometimes i hate these people i wasn't this angry when i watched the short but now that i'm talking about it it i feel that though because while i was watching youtube yesterday an ad came on for a netflix film i don't I don't know what the film is supposed to be. Like, having seen the ad, it's getting a release in limited theaters, and it's going to be on Netflix in November. 
It it's post apocalyptic. What is it? I don't know. What is it called? Like, what is it called? I don't That's remember. They they didn't give away the whole movie in the trailer. That's a win. Uh, <laughs> but like, oh, what was it? Not USA. Not Sister Death. You said it's coming out in November. I think it's coming out in November. Um, uh, maybe the Netflix article will have it. Um, is it the killer? No. Um, no, not Elconda. Saint Saint Spy Kids. My kids fully loaded. <laughs> um. No, not No. Dang. Not stamp from the beginning. Where the fuck is it? Not Rustin. What the fuck? I literally just saw an ad for this shit. Where the fuck is it? Oh, it's Leave the World Behind. Sorry, it's coming December 8th. Leave the World Behind. Okay, it's a cyber attack. So, the logline, according to Netflix's website, is... Leave the world behind. A family's vacation is upended when two strangers arrive at night, seeking refuge from a cyber attack that grows more terrifying by the minute, forcing everyone to come to terms with their places in a collapsing world. Yeah, that's not what I got out of their trailer. Based on the trailer, it frankly seemed like a alien attack, but that also nature was attacking, and that reality was just breaking down. Like, it genuinely seemed like an apocalypse where reality was just breaking down, Everyone and everything was dying or disappearing, and it was this family trying to maintain a sense of normalcy while reality collapsed around them. Interesting. And I was watching this trailer, and I was just like, I, I like the actors you have in here, but I, I literally don't care. Like, this advertisement has not made me want to watch this film. Yeah, they're like, I don't know what happens. Uh, to get back more to what you were saying real quick. I yeah. straight up said afterwards, like, Netflix, I know you're listening because that's what big tech companies do is listen through our phones and shit. Stop giving me things you think I want to watch or that you think I should watch and give me the things I want to watch. Well, like, okay, how about this? I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about that new Scott Pilgrim movie. That looks pretty fun. That looks actually really There's fun. There's a new Scott Pilgrim movie? Yeah, it's animated. They're animating it in the style of a graphic novel. You should check out the trailers. Oh, yeah. It actually looks sick. Yeah, I mean, I they got, like... Yeah, they got, like, all the cast back, basically. It actually does look very fun. Like, and and that is one of the things where it's like, okay, cool. Nice piece of animation. They got the cast back. It's like, granted, the property is a little, you know, it's it's like a li- sometimes a little overly quirky or whatever, but still fun. But it's that, that charm that, that made the original graphic novels, like, enjoyable. Yeah, and, it sh- and that, that'll be cool to see. I mean, there were already... Talks of a, there have been talks about a Scott Pilgrim animated series in the works for like since before the original movie came out, I think. Um, yeah. But like, it's just cool to see something like that, you know. But I don't know, dude. I, I sometimes the things that these companies do just really makes me question their judgments, and I, I really don't feel bad. Like James, please, they've got there is people. no judgment here. <laughs> this is true. Thank you. All right, I think that's it for this week. Sounds good. Thank you both for joining. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. 
Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. We're also on social media. Our Facebook is Better Buddies, where we post our Meme Mondays. Our social media platform, formerly known as Twitter, is at BetterBudcast. Use the hashtag BetterBuddies when you tweet about the show. And our Gmail is BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love, and or war, icebreakers you want us to answer, or questions you need advice on. Whatever you send in to us, we will read live on air if you just want to say hi to people you know. And last but not least, be a better buddy. James Dang. wasn't right. Oh, James I was 30. close. I didn't say thirty, oh. but I was I was still off. You're wrong, so it doesn't count. Except your how failure. Yeah. Miserable pile of lies and secrets. That's usually how failing works, unfortunately. Your your identity as a human has been revoked. You're now just a concept. Oh, shit. I've never had one go that far before. You have to be accurate again. Those humans never lie or get things wrong. Can I be a concept for like three weeks? You failed so hard that you became an abstraction. Dang, how is that even possible?